This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. It's cloudy and 46 at the KVOM studios. Today is Wednesday. It's the 28th of February, 2024. Rich Molders with your KVOM Morning News Watch. And yeah, it's a little cooler today than it has been the past few days. We've had a cold front move in. We've got a wind advisory in effect till noon today. Today's high temperature, about 30 degrees cooler than yesterday, 52, and it's going to be breezy out. We will see the sun peak out a little bit. Tonight, clouding up a low of 32, partly sunny and 52 again on Thursday. Thursday night, rain is likely. 60% chance of showers before midnight, mostly cloudy otherwise, a low of 37. Sun back out on Friday, a high of 61 as the winds calm down. Friday night, clear in 43. And Saturday, beautiful day. Sunny skies, a high of 72, and we'll get up close to 80 again on Sunday. Right now it's cloudy and 46 at the KVOM studios. Let's send out congratulations this Wednesday morning to our KVOM employee of the day, Marla McNew at Kids First. Obituaries this morning. Paul Brian Dixon, age 57 of Moralton, died on Monday, February 26th. He had been a manager at the Double B store in Perryville and is survived by his sister, Jan Webb of Moralton, stepdaughter Rachel Givens of Perryville and her three children, stepson Travis Givens of Perryville and his four children, and many aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, and nephews. His family would like to recognize the staff and residents of Sebastian County Retirement and Brookridge Cove in Moralton. A graveside service for Paul Brian Dixon will be Saturday, March 2nd, 10 a.m. at Plummerville Cemetery. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Catherine Aline Ham died on Friday, February 23rd, just short of her 83rd birthday. A celebration of life will be Thursday, February 29th, at the Bethel Missionary Baptist Church in Moralton. Visitations at noon, followed by the funeral service at 2, with arrangements by Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. Now 7.33, and let's turn to news this morning. A Conway County Detention Center officer has died after being found unresponsive at the jail. Sheriff Mike Smith reports that Tommy Lee Foster Jr. was found in the tower of the detention center at 5.30 Monday morning. The sheriff says detention officers performed CPR and called 911. Personnel from the Moralton Police Department, Conway County Sheriff's Office, Blackwell Fire Department, Moralton Fire Department, and MedTech EMS all responded in an attempt to provide medical aid. However, life-saving measures were unsuccessful. The sheriff says Tommy had dedicated over 10 years of service to the Conway County Detention Center and was the recipient of the 2023 Detention Officer of the Year Award. Officials from the Moralton area attended the annual Arkansas Governor's Conference on Tourism this week in Jonesboro. Donnie Crane, President and CEO of the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce and Conway County Economic Development Corporation, says it's an event that featured networking opportunities, workshops, and great speakers that provided ideas and insights that leaders can bring back to Moralton and Conway County to grow the local tourism industry. Tourism is already a big industry in our area. In 2022, tourism employed 350 people between Conway and Perry counties, and these visitors spent just under $50 million in our area. But better yet, you know, it's really something that we feel that we can uh, grow not just with you know a major event like the eclipse that's coming up, but also just having people come from Conway and Little Rock and all over to enjoy Paging Mountain, our small towns, our rural areas, 
and the, the, the different opportunities that are there. So, you know, we're, I think we're in a great opportunity to, to grow tourism in Marlton and the Paging River Valley. The area is also fortunate to be part of two of the Natural State Initiative's major efforts, the Pettyjean State Park Economic Opportunity Zone, which offers sales tax and income tax credits for new and expanding tourism businesses in the zone atop Pettyjean Mountain, and inclusion is one of only four GORP Around the State locations, where the University of Arkansas's Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program will work with the UA Community College at Moralton, the Chamber, and others to help grow outdoor recreation businesses from idea to launch. Now 7.35, it's cloudy and 46 at the KVOM studios. Today's high 52 will be under a wind advisory till noon. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in a moment. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 737, cloudy and 46 at the KVOM studios. The Arkansas Economic Development Commission Division of Rural Services awarded grants worth over $537,000 this week to schools throughout the state thanks to wildlife fines collected by the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. The commission does not use any of the money derived from wildlife violation fines in capital expenditures or operating costs. Instead, all fine money is collected and distributed to schools and conservation districts in the form of grants focused specifically on conservation education in Arkansas. In Conway County, the Conway County Conservation District received $1,000 for their Environmental Education Day for kindergarten through sixth grade students. Nemo Vista High School received over $3,100 to purchase youth shooting sports materials, and Wonderview Elementary received $945 for fishing in the natural state equipment. In Perry County, the East End School District received $1,700 to buy youth shooting sports materials. All schools in the state are eligible to participate in the program, but only money collected in the county where the violation occurred may be used as grant funds for that county. Tornadoes are today's focus of Severe Weather Awareness Week in Arkansas. According to the National Weather Service, Arkansas recorded 30 tornadoes in 2023, which is seven below the average for the state. The peak seasons for tornadoes are spring and fall, the times of the year when warm and cold air masses collide most often. To protect yourself from a tornado, Dennis Cavanaugh with the National Weather Service in Little Rock says you should have access to a safe shelter and, most importantly, have a plan. How are you going to get to that shelter quickly if a tornado is approaching your location? Uh, you know, during severe weather season, almost any thunderstorm can produce a tornado. The good thing is those tornadoes are very small compared to the storms themselves, but it's always best to, if you find yourself in a tornado warning, to take shelter uh, just in case. And, uh, you know, access to a safe shelter, uh, that's, that's one of the keys. How, how are you going to get there quickly with you and your family? A tornado shelter or safe room is the safest place to be during a tornado. The next safest place is usually a basement. If you do not have access to any of these, officials suggest you go to an interior room on the lowest floor of a house or building. Mobile homes, even if tied down, offer little protection during a tornado and should be abandoned. 
If you're in a vehicle, your best option is to move to a sturdy building. One of the newer safety rules is to avoid taking shelter under a highway overpass. Rotating winds surrounding a tornado can hit you with a lot of debris and blow you out from beneath the bridge. Tomorrow is the deadline to submit nominations for the 2024 Arkansas Food Hall of Fame. Now in its eighth year, the Arkansas Food Hall of Fame celebrates Arkansas's unique culinary heritage. Arkansas broadcaster and Arkansas Democrat Gazette columnist Rex Nelson is one of the founders of the Arkansas Food Hall of Fame. He says the program launched in 2017 to highlight the great restaurants and restaurant tours of Arkansas through a public nomination process. All they have to do is go online and they can actually nominate uh, in these various categories and vote in the People's Choice category. So all the people of Arkansas have a say who goes into the Hall of Fame. Categories range from the Arkansas Food Hall of Fame that recognizes longstanding restaurants to the best food-themed events of the year, proprietor of the year, gone but not forgotten, and People's Choice. Nominations may be submitted online at ArkansasHeritage.com. Award finalists will be announced in May. Honorees will be inducted during a special event in September. Now 741, let's check markets with Kirsten Craddy of Edward Jones in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, stock markets close mixed on Tuesday as investors await personal PCE inflation data due on Thursday. The technology-heavy Nasdaq and the S&P 500 were modestly positive, while the Dow Jones fell slightly. Treasury bond yields ticked higher with the 10-year Treasury yield up to 4.31%, while the two-year Treasury yield rose slightly to 4.70%. In recent years, Treasury yields have risen rapidly with the two-year Treasury climbing up around 0.55% from recent lows. As the odds have increased for Fed rate cuts to be pushed mid-year, Nonetheless, despite higher Treasury yields, stocks have been able to climb higher this year, with the S&P 500 up over 6% this year so far, given the stronger-than-expected earnings growth and resilient consumption data. The Dow closed at 38,972 and was down 96 points. NASDAQ closed at 16,035 and was up 59 points. Volume was heavy as 9 million shares traded hands on the big board. AT&T was up $0.23 cents at $16.83. Bank of America was up $0.67 cents at $34.28. Darren Company was down $2.55 at $360.66. Entergy Corporation was up $0.82 cents at $100.77. Under Armour was up $0.29 cents at $8.49. Simmons Bank was up $0.14 cents at $19.07. Regions Financial was up $0.35 cents at $10.58. Southwestern Energy was down $0.08 cents at $6.86. Tyson Sued was up $0.01 cent at $54.13. Walmart was down one cent at $59.59. Live Ramp was down 21 cents at $35.96. Interpublic Group was up 12 cents at $32.40. NextEra Energy was up 41 cents at $55.56. 
Natural gas was up 61 cents at $1.72. Precious metals were mixed today with gold being up 50 cents at $2,039.40. And silver was down 7 cents at $22.45. I'm Kirsten Craddy with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, downtown Moralton. On our community calendar, the Atkins School Board will meet for a work session today at noon. The next Eclipse Resource Sharing Meeting for the Villages and Landowners Committee will be tonight at 6 at the Moralton North Fire Station. The Promotion and Events Committee will meet Thursday at noon at Conway County Farm Bureau. You can find the complete Eclipse meeting schedule online at arkeclipse.com. Sacred Heart Catholic School is hosting a blood drive Thursday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you'd like to make an appointment to donate, call 877-340-8777 or visit obi.org. The Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce will hold a ribbon cutting at Pink Flamingo Tattoo, 315 East Commerce Street in Moralton, Thursday morning at 10. The Nemo Vista School Board meets Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Mountain View Baptist Church atop Wolverton Mountain will hold its fifth Thursday night gospel singing, Thursday at 7. All are invited to lead a song, join in congregational singing, or just listen and receive a blessing, and a potluck meal will follow the singing. Riverview Baptist Christian School in Apollo will host a country supper Friday, 4.30 to 7 p.m. in the school cafeteria. The menu includes brown beans, white beans, fried potatoes, cabbage, cornbread, dessert, and drink. The cost is a donation to the school. Carryouts are available. You can place an order in advance by calling 501-215-1752. And the Rialto Players present Broadway on Broadway, a live production featuring family favorites, Broadway classics, Group numbers and more at the Rialto Community Arts Center in downtown Moralton, Friday and Saturday nights at 7 and Sunday afternoon at 3. General admission tickets are $15, may be purchased online at rialtomoralton.com. Well, we're proud to say that the KVOM Newswatch podcast has surpassed 200,000 streams since it first launched. If you're unable to hear Newswatch as it airs, you can always subscribe for free on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Amazon Music, or your favorite streaming platform. It's also available on our website and on the EAB Media app. You can tell your Amazon Echo device, Alexa, play the podcast KVOM Newswatch. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is presented each weekday morning by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 746, overcast in 46 degrees at the KVOM studios. Coming up on Close Up, We'll visit with Christy Dixon. She's the director of Arkansas Educational Services for the Visually Impaired, and she'll be talking about the blind NASA representative that is coming to the Rialto Theater to do a presentation on the eclipse. Eric Tyler is up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Okay, the News White with Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Senior John Brockman scored 17 points and junior Aubrey Henderson followed with 15. And Marlton's senior girls basketball team manhandled Magnolia 64-42 in the first round of the Class 4A state tournament in Farmington on Tuesday. The Lady Devlogs were in control nearly from the opening tip and had built a 17-point lead by halftime. 
before getting the sportsmanship role in effect early in the third quarter on the way to their 30th win of the season. Senior Jesse Hunt had 11 points and 7 rebounds as Marlton out-rebounded the Lady Panthers 25-14. Senior Sophia Warman had 9 points and 7 assists for the Lady Devil Dogs. And Senior Jennifer Hartman scored 6 points on a pair of first-quarter three-pointers, including the Dixon Family Dental Big Smile play of the game. Hunt, the high post, shot no good. Warman saves in the rebound. And Lady Devil Dogs another chance. Get past Hartman. Three-pointers good again for Jennifer Hartman, her second from downtown, and the lead is 8, 15 to 7. The Lady Devil Dogs advance to face Pulaski Academy on Friday at 4 p.m. and the game will broadcast live on KVOM. Marlton's boys play their first game at the 4A State Tournament in Farmington tonight. The Devil Dogs take on Brooklyn at 8.30 p.m. and I'll broadcast that game for you live on 101.7 KVOM, online at kvom.com and on the EAB Media Group app. Wonderview's Lady Daredevils have advanced to the second round of the Class 1A state tournament at North Arkansas College in Harrison. Lady Daredevils beat Bradley 57-44 in their first round game on Tuesday. Wonderview advances to the quarterfinals where they'll play the winner of tonight's Concord Omaha matchup on Friday at 1 p.m. in a game of broadcast live on KVON. Sega Hearts girls play their first game at that 1A tournament in Harrison on Thursday at 1 p.m. against Emerson and we'll have that game also airing live on KVON. Bigelow's boys had no trouble in their first round game in the Class 2A state tournament in Mansfield. Panthers annihilated Earl 92-53 on Tuesday behind 36 points from senior Bennett Wilson. Bigelow will play in the quarterfinals on Friday at 2.30 p.m. against the winner of tonight's game between Fordyce and Hector. The Marlton High School baseball team picked up its second win in as many days, beating Boonville 21 nothing on Tuesday afternoon in the Devil Dogs home opener. Marlton scheduled to host Pingburn on Thursday at Devil Dog Yard. MHS softball team scheduled to open its season at Mayflower on Thursday. The Nemo Vista baseball team had its season opener originally scheduled for Tuesday, moved to this afternoon. Red Hawks will play at Dover at 4.30 p.m. Caleb Battle followed up his 42-point performance with a 36-point outing for the Arkansas men's basketball team on Tuesday, but this time it came in a losing effort as the Razorbacks fell to Vanderbilt 85-82 in Bud Walton Arena. Now 5-10 in the Southeastern Conference, the Razorbacks go on the road face Kentucky on Saturday. The Bats woke up for the Arkansas baseball team on Tuesday as the number two ranked Razorbacks racked up 20 hits including three homers to coast to a 21-1 run rule win over Grambling in Fayetteville to improve to 6-2 on the season. Diamond Hogs stay home this weekend for a series against Murray State. It's 7.51 now in KVOM as we take a look at weather and our current conditions in Marlton. Humidity is at 58% with northwest winds at 17 miles per hour. Barometric pressure 30.02 inches. Low temperature this morning 44 degrees. High yesterday 82. A year ago today the low was 41. The high was 81. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM total for the year still 10.56 inches. Sunset this evening 604. Sunrise tomorrow morning 642. And forecast calling for partly sunny skies today. Breezy. With wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour, that wind advisory is still in effect until noon today. And mostly cloudy tonight with a low around 32. Partly sunny tomorrow. Cool again with a high near 52. And then we'll start to warm up as we move into the weekend after a 60% chance of rain at Thursday night. Well, mostly sunny skies returning Friday, high in the low 60s and into the low 70s, it looks like, for Saturday. And right now we have. Overcast conditions, 48 degrees in Marlton.
752 on KVOM. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. It is time for our close-up interview this morning. We're joined on the phone by Christy Dixon. Christy's with the Arkansas Educational Services for the Visually Impaired. And you're going to talk about a really neat event coming to uh, Marlton for the Eclipse. And Christy, good to, good to talk to you this morning. You're with Arkansas Educational Services for the Visually Impaired. Tell us kind of what you do there and what uh, what that organization is all about. Okay. So Educational Services for the Visually Impaired is um, under the Department of Education umbrella for the Special Education Unit. Um, we serve over 700 students currently in Arkansas public schools, charter schools, etc. Um, basically... Most of our kids, um, visually impaired or blind, are in regular schools um, as their least restrictive environment. Um, so what we do is pretty much just make sure all of the students have what they need for materials to access the curriculum just like anybody else would. Um, there is a shortage of teachers of the visually impaired in the state of Arkansas, as is really pretty much worldwide. Um, so we just have to cover helping out the, the school districts that don't have a teacher of the visually impaired um, by making sure all those materials are taken care of. We do all the assessments for the blind and visually impaired students there. Um, but if they do have a teacher of the visually impaired, we're also covering them as well and making sure that they have all the training that they need um, to be just a good teacher you know, for those students. Plus, again, providing the materials, equipment, assistive technology, and all of that for those students. Okay, really, really cool. And uh, you have a little background in in Marlton. Give us a little bit of your your, your history and your your connection to the uh, Rialto as well. Okay, yeah. Um, I was born and raised in Marlton. I uh, attended Sacred Heart and graduated from that a very long time ago now, so we won't talk about how long. <laughs> but um, I went back and got a bachelor's degree in teaching. And I did go back and teach at Sacred Heart for a while um, at my alma mater. So that was a lot of fun. Um, But then as things change and, you know, go on and on, you just get into different things um, that kind of get placed on your plate. And then, you know, the rest was history. Then I went back and got a master's degree as a teacher of the visually impaired and um, have gotten a couple of other, you know, degrees along the way that have helped me just get with this job, you know, to be able to cover that. But, yeah, um, I've been over 15 years living in northwest Arkansas, um, and then I took this job as director a couple of years ago with the understanding that I would return to central Arkansas since our central office is in Little Rock. And my son graduated from uh, Farmington High School last year, and so he's moved on to the University of Central Florida, and so I'm back in Central Arkansas back in Moralton and the Rialto it was one of those things when I had this um, event particularly you know in mind um, that we're going to talk about 
I thought, you know, small town, it's going to be much easier to try to talk to somebody and really get that um, personalized kind of um, welcoming, I think. And um, Walton was kind of the automatic, so um, my father is, is a member of that arts council, um, Christy Strain. I've, I've done a lot of speaking with her on getting this all done, and they were open arms and said, what do you need? What kind of facility do you need? What, you know, what can we do to help? Um, so it's been wonderful. So we've got a place um, with the gallery and the Rialto to be able to do all of our things, all the things that we want with the kids. Um, so I'm really just excited about the opportunity to bring something like this to the town of Walton. Um, you know, when, when we look at this situation with the uh, eclipse, I know Russellville's gotten some attention because NASA's supposed to be set up there. So why not make it an even more special thing with having someone from NASA that's really not going to have to be doing just testing and all, but can actually speak to the people. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And uh, we have talked a little bit about it on the air over the, the past uh, couple of weeks. But Dina Lambert uh, with uh, with NASA is going to come and, and just kind of tell us about Dina and what her visit will mean, especially for for the uh, visually impaired uh, folks in, in the community. Sure, yeah. So Dina is a graduate of Arkansas Public Schools just down the road in Little Rock. Um, and she graduated, went on to the University of Arkansas and got her bachelor's degree before moving on and, and doing bigger and better things even than that. Um, and she works in Washington, D.C. at the headquarters for NASA. Her title is the uh, Inclusive Innovation Lead for NASA's Early Stage Innovation and Partnerships Portfolio. And basically what I understand from that is that they advance research opportunities uh, for new and emerging innovator communities like small businesses, faculty, students, all of that. So she's supporting the development of NASA-funded research opportunities, outreach efforts, and resources for those seeking um, to engage in NASA's technology pipeline. That includes like lunar surface and in-space advanced manufacturing capabilities. So that's a mouthful, but how cool is it that we know someone from Arkansas who happens to be blind and happens to be um, an African-American woman, all that into one. You talk about breaking glass ceilings, you know, and, and she's that one, and she's going to be here to provide an opportunity not only for the community of Moralton and the state of Arkansas to kind of get an understanding of what capabilities blind people in general have. Um, there really are no limits to what they can do, and so she'll be able to speak on that part. But she's also going to bring that NASA part to it, too. Why is NASA calling the eclipse their Super Bowl event of the year? Uh, so she's going to be able to give that kind of information she's going to be speaking at 11 a.m. at the Rialto on that but she's also going to put that inclusive part in there uh, about being blind for me personally that's a huge thing for our students we do uh, several events throughout the year throughout the school year for our kids and uh, this is just happens to be one of them but I do want to see um, someone like Dina speaking to our kids of saying there really is no limit to what you can do. Um, that just, you know, sometimes peer pressure uh, can be a very positive thing as well. And I think getting our students together and they see what someone their own age is doing 
that may be a little bit more advanced than them, it kind of makes them do that as well. So I kind of want that part, that social aspect of it, to be a part of this, but also being able to speak with Dina, and everybody knows about NASA, and NASA is just a cool thing, you know. Um, so I'm really excited that she's going to give that opportunity to those students. Yeah, really great opportunity here to have uh, someone like her in in Marlton. Again, the day of the eclipse, 11 a.m. there at the Rialto. Hope to see a lot of people out there. And is that uh, any charge or anything, or is it free free for, for anyone who wants to come? Yes, it is a free event. Um, it'll be just first come, first serve on seating. They, I think, you know, Rialto seats over 300. So um, my guess is it potentially could be a standing room only event, you know, just because uh, this is such a unique opportunity. And uh, I know that AETN is, I believe, sending one or two people to film the whole thing, and they'll be putting that out later. Um, so I just got to email kind of solidifying that part of it so they'll be able to do something else with it so i'm just i'm excited that you know our kids are getting the opportunity for this and all but morlton's getting this opportunity as we know it um all the events that anyone from nasa is doing they kind of put it all on one big spreadsheet and there's not one event in the united states that has anything like this for the blind or visually impaired all right awesome we are looking forward to it so exciting to have a Again, Dean Lambert coming uh, to Marlton to the Rialto, April 8th, day of the eclipse, 11 a.m. there. And again, we've been talking with uh, Christy Dixon, director of Arkansas Educational Services for the Visually Impaired. We thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we're certainly look, looking forward to, uh, to that event. Thank you so much, Eric. I appreciate it. This is Newswatch on KVOM. Welcome home to Hometown Banking. Loans done quickly and with personal service. That's what we offer at Petty Jean State Bank. Hi, I'm Susan Gunderman, Executive Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank. We are Conway County's only locally owned community bank with four hometown lenders here to serve your needs. We will meet with you in person and help you find a personalized loan that will meet your budget. Come see us for consumer and commercial lending with a hometown touch. We promise you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. And take a look at that weather once again. We are under a wind advisory until noon today. Expect wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour throughout this Wednesday. Partly sunny skies later on with a high near 52. So much cooler than we've been the last few days, mostly cloudy tonight, low down to 32. Partly sunny tomorrow, 52 for the high again. Then low 60s on Friday, low 70s on Saturday. We do have about a 60% chance of rain for Thursday night. Right now, we do have some clouds, 49 degrees in Marlton. Approaching 807 on KVOM. And that is Newswatch on this Wednesday morning, February the 28th. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.